Well, hello there, and welcome to an, another episode of Drive with Woody Fit. Today, unfortunately, it's going to be a solo session. It's just me, Nate, aka Drive with. Well, no, 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 aka Woody Fit. Um, and today I'm going to go over the 20 core exercises top trainers swear by. This is. I'm not going to go over all 20. I'm just going to go over uh, the ones that I like that I think that everybody should be doing because 20 is a lot you you don't really need to pick from 20 different core exercises or, or try to incorporate that many different movements but uh, I'm going to choose the good ones I'm also going to talk about signs your body is trying to tell you something's wrong this is this is pretty important because uh we, you know when when your when your body is fighting fighting an infection off or or dealing with pain it, it sends you certain signals and you got to remember that your body is it is really trying to tell you certain things and, and you need to listen to the signs that that your body is is telling you and then finally i'm going to go over cannabis and how this extract relieves chronic pain minus the high what could it be what part of cannabis could you use that can relieve pain without getting you high. We'll talk about all that. But first, if you would like to get your hands on the basic training guide or the Arm 240 Bravo workout, the two free PDF downloads that I have on my website, head over to executivefitllc.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email in the newsletter tab, and you'll get instant access to well, you don't get access. You'll actually get the downloads. Uh, the basic training guide, which is a 12-week workout guide that kind of helps to put you on your feet. It's very basic stuff, uh, but it's definitely useful. That won't be available forever. Once high-speed anabolic is released, that basic training guide is going to go away. So take advantage of it when you can. The Arm 240 Bravo workout is a baller, really baller arm workout to help you build massive arms. Every dude wants big arms, so take advantage of this one. This one is going to stay probably forever. Maybe we'll update it. Maybe we'll make it better, but um, the Arm 240 Bravo workout. And one last thing to keep in mind, I hate, absolutely hate, email marketing um, and getting emails constantly, and I just I don't open all of my emails. So that being said, know that when you subscribe to my newsletter, you're only going to get one, maybe two emails a month for me. And that's really just me checking in, seeing how you're doing, if there's anything I can help you with. Um, that's really that's really all I use the email newsletter for. Um, and to put out some information when maybe we have some new t-shirts or, or a new program that's going out, that, that, that'll be put out through the email list. But other than that, I don't send out a lot of emails, number one, because I don't have a lot of time, and number two, because I just hate email marketing. Anyway... Let's go ahead and get into the podcast. So first we have these core exercises. So it's really important to be training your core because that'll lead to better balance, better posture, and it can reduce back pain. A couple episodes ago, I talked about how I had uh, a low back injury and I attributed it to squatting and deadlifting. Uh, a lot and not training my core, not training the front of my core, the the rectus abdominis and some of the other ab muscles that are there. But um, I attribute it to that, started to train my core and really 
really work it good um, and be consistent with it. I was training it two to three times a week. And um, in about four weeks, I had gotten rid of my my low back pain. So this is how important um, training your core is. It's It really plays a big role in stabilizing the spine and uh, improving your posture, improving your balance, and reducing and preventing low back pain. So the core... Your core is made up of, of many different muscles. The the First, we have the rectus abdominis, and that's what everybody sees as abs. That's the muscles in the front on your stomach that when you have six-pack abs, those are the muscles that, that you see, okay? And, and then we have the transverse abdominis, which is deep internal, and it wraps around the sides of you and your spine. So these are also important to train as well because, you know, it's wrapping around your spine. So you want to make sure that that's strong so you can stabilize your spine while you exercise and just through regular life. And then finally, we have the obliques. And these are the muscles that are on the side. And if you've ever seen uh, some guys will have like teardrop looking muscles, uh, I kind of have them. They're not super defined, but um, these these teardrop-looking muscles uh, on their sides, kind of where their hips are, where the, if you put your hands on your hips, you're kind of touching them. Uh, those are the obliques, and uh, they look it looks really. I th- I personally think it looks really nice when um, you get down to that low body fat percentage, and and you have nice nice looking obliques. I think that looks really nice. Um, so it's it's re- it's good to train all of these muscles, not just your rectus abdominis, the muscles in front of you. It's good to train all of the muscles in your core. Uh, This can prevent muscle imbalances and making sure you train it so that your core can engage properly. Now, that being said, uh, I'm going to go over some of the some of the exercises that I really like. So the first is going to be a plank. And this is where you're on your elbows, you're basically in a push up position. But instead of having your hands on the floor, you've got your elbows on the floor, and your core has to stabilize to keep your body straight. The reason that I like the plank, although it's a stabilization exercise, you know, you're not going to grow the muscles doing a whole bunch of planks, but you are going to get good at stabilization. And the reason that I like this is because your core needs to stabilize while you do squats and while you deadlift, you know, two of the main main compound lifts. I'm sure, uh, your core does get uh, engaged a little bit when you bench and you overhead press just to, to stabilize the spine there as well, but more so when you squat and you deadlift. And, the, and not even just squats and deadlifts in the gym. You know, when you sit down to take a poop, you're basically squatting, okay? When you pick something up off of the floor, anything, even if it's a piece of paper, you're basically doing a deadlift. So those two exercises, those two movements are very, very common movements, and we all do them regularly. So it's important for your core to be able to stabilize your spine so you don't throw your back out when you go to pick up a wrench off the floor or something. All right, the next exercise that I really like, let's see if I can get to it, it's called the dead bug. And if you've ever done a bird dog where you're on your hands and knees, a dead bug is basically the same thing except you're lying on your back so you're lying on your back your arms are outstretched in front of you towards the ceiling and your legs are up and your knees are bent at a 90 degree angle and you're going to extend one arm 
above your head. So you'd basically bring one arm to be parallel to the floor. And at the same time you do that, you're going to bring the opposite leg to be parallel of the floor. And what this does is this is going to change your center of gravity a little bit because you're extending a leg out, you're extending an arm out, and it's going to cause your core to have to stabilize throughout this motion. And because you're lying on the floor, you don't have to stabilize the spine through a range of motion. But it's a good way to activate the core and kind of teach it to stabilize through that range of motion. I said that word stabilize a lot. I mean, stabilization is it's really important. Even just regular regular movements throughout the day, sitting down at your computer chair to sit up straight, you've got to stabilize. All right, the next exercise that I really like from this article is called a jackknife. And with this movement, you're basically lying flat on the floor, arms above your head. And you're going to crunch kind of your body up at the same time you lift your legs up. If you're in the military, it's kind of like a V-up. Uh, I, I think this is what the military actually calls a V-up. Um, but you're going to lift your legs up off the floor like you're doing a leg raise, and at the same time you're going to reach with your hands to try to touch your toes. Uh, but you're going to keep your legs straight while you do it. So uh, I like this one because you kind of go through a pretty good range of motion with the core, going from completely lying down to uh, almost all the way crunch. So it's really good for the rectus abdominis. Uh, those those ab muscles in the front that'll that'll get you shredded and look like look like Hugh Jackman. All right, number. All right, so this is number eleven, but it's only the fourth one that I chose. So I'll link to this article in the show notes. The show notes, by the way, will be at executivefitllc.com/slash/thirty-one because this is episode thirty-one. Now I'm kind of changing things up a little bit. Instead of putting the show notes in the blog, I'm going to start making actual pages. Uh, so this will be at executivefitllc.com/slash/thirty-one. Three one. All right. So the next ab exercise that I really like is called the hollow body rock. Now you're basically, uh, if you would imagine like a boat or the letter U rocking back and forth. That's basically what you're doing with this exercise. And your core has to stabilize throughout that range of motion because, you know, you got to keep your hands and your legs up. Now, I can't really explain this exercise and really do it justice, so you're definitely going to have to go ahead and check the show notes to see this exercise. Follow the link to this article so that you can see this exercise because it's really an interesting way to work your core. I, I, I found this exercise very interesting and, and looking very fun. So, so that's why I chose it. All right. Now I've got to scroll all the way down to the bottom so that I can see the very last exercise. Cause that was the last exercise that I chose it's called the hip dip. And the hip dip is just like a plank. You're going to be in the same position, but you're going to be rotating your hips. So you're going to be going left and right, kind of making an arch with your hips rotating left and right and this is going to cause your core to stabilize so that you don't fall over during this movement and this this looks like a fun one it's definitely difficult um, but it's really going to going to teach you to be able to stabilize while you're moving so we have isometric movements that i went over and we have some moving movements where you move you go through a full range of motion and then we have uh, this one, which is is kind of preventing, you're trying to prevent yourself from toppling over. So that's that's really really a good way to train your 
train your core. Definitely look into those exercises. Go over to the show notes at executivefitllc.com slash 31. Take a look at those and try to implement them into your uh, into your regular training program. It's definitely, definitely worth it. So next, let's move on to uh, health signals. Signs your body's trying to tell you that something is wrong. This is... This is really, uh, this is really important. You know, your body's going to tell you stuff. Your body's going to tell you stuff. And if you don't listen to it, that's when you develop these muscle imbalances, chronic health issues. Um, there are signs leading up to like even, even developing cancer. Like there's signs and sometimes they're not as prevalent as others, but you know, there's definitely signs, um, leading up to becoming sick. You know what I mean? Depending on how you feel when you wake up. I notice it in my kids, um, you know, my oldest will get all antsy and, and just like, she won't stop crying. She'll just be irritated all the time. And that's, that's a good sign that, you know, she, she's coming down with something she just can't like relax really. She just antsy, won't listen. And I mean, part of that is just the fact that she's three years old, but combine that with the fact that we're coming into flu season right now, you know, it's a good sign to pay attention to. So one of the other signs that um, you might see that your body might be telling you something is wrong is unexplained weight loss. Uh, this could mean for you ladies ovarian cancer, endocrine, or even autoimmune issues. Now this article uh, that I'm referencing was really kind of focused towards women Um but the concept, the concept is still there for, for you guys out there. Um, ovarian cancer, endocrine, or autoimmune issues could be coming from unexplained weight loss. And as a lot of us would love some unexplained weight loss, some weight loss that just happens and we don't even have to work for it, that could be a negative side, that could be a negative thing. Your body could be trying to tell you something, that, that something is wrong, your gut health is wrong, um, you know, your liver is, is wrong, I mean, you could be having ovarian cancer starting, so you definitely need to pay attention to small things like that um, and try to figure out what's going on. Uh, the second thing that you can pay attention to is a change in color or size of your skin moles. Now, in my family personally, um, there's many, many pe- individuals in my family who have uh, small, small like skin moles. And I myself have freckles all over my body. Not crazy freckles, but I've got freckles. And it's something that my mom has always had always told me as a kid is to keep an eye on them. Make sure they don't change in size. Make sure that they look and feel the same. Um, you know, small freckles you don't really have to worry about, but the larger, the larger ones that might be raised a little bit. I know this kind of sounds disgusting, but listen, it is what it is. Uh, but the larger ones that might be raised a little bit, just keep an eye on them because this could indicate melanoma, which is skin cancer. For those of you that don't know, and it's not something to be playing with. So. Um, Definitely keep an eye on your skin. The next thing, which is a little bit, I'm going to get a little gross here, but it's poop. Your poop can tell you what's going on in your gut. Now, a lot of people, the majority of people, are not paying attention to their gut. And this is not a good thing. Uh, The first thing that you can see 
when you have gut issues is your poop. And you want to pay attention to that. Now, I will link to this Bristol stool chart. It's a brist. It's called a Bristol B R I S T O L stool chart, and it tells you what your poop looks like and what that means. Okay, uh, I'm sure there's other charts out there to figure out what's going on, but basically, what this chart says: if if your poop is not solid, basically, or if it's not soft and solid, then you've got some inflammation or something else going on. So gut health is really, really important. Um, you know, you, your gut, it has been, been said that your gut is, is like your second brain. So if you can't or if you don't have good gut health or you can't figure out how to get good gut health, then that could be preventing you from a lot of things. It could be preventing you from losing weight. It could be preventing you from building muscle. It could be preventing you from feeling good, from having energy all day. Uh, so you definitely want to pay attention to your gut health. And that in itself could be an entire podcast. And because I'm solo on this one, I'm, you know, not going to go super, super in depth about something like this. But uh, gut health is super important. And the first way that you can improve your gut health is by eating more vegetables. I know it sounds super basic, but most of us, if not all of us, don't get enough vegetables day to day. So my my uh, uh, life hack to help you get more vegetables in your diet is to make a green shake in the morning and put vegetables in it. Now, I know this sounds nasty. This sounds really nasty, but I'm going to give you right now, I am going to give you my morning shake that I do every morning, at least mornings that I am not rushing out of the house, but my morning shake is this. I put a bunch of spinach in a ninja blender. Now, I use a blender with multiple blades, not one of the ones that, that only has two blades or three blades at the bottom. I use a blender that has blades going all the way up the top of it so that my food can get blended up real good. Now, this is a whole foods, um, a whole foods morning shake. This is not something you just put some powder in a cup and shake it up. This is whole foods. So this is really good stuff for you. Uh, but I start with spinach. And I was doing spinach and arugula, but I switched to just spinach for the winter months. So the first thing I do is put a bunch of green spinach in. And you can do any green. You could do arugula, just arugula. You could do kale. You could do spinach, arugula, and kale. Any combination of the three. But definitely put in green vegetables in the smoothie. The next thing I put in is a half a cup of walnuts. And the amount of walnuts that I put in is really contingent on how... Uh, whether I'm doing a high calorie or low calorie day. A half a cup of walnuts contains 400 calories. So it's real easy for me to increase the calorie content of the shake by putting half a cup of walnuts in. Now, if I'm going to do a low calorie day, I may only put ha uh, a quarter of a cup of walnuts and only get 200 calories from them. But there's definitely nuts in my shake. No pun intended. The next thing that I'll put in is cinnamon for the anti-inflammatory effect. I'll put a couple dashes of cinnamon in. I'll put a tablespoon of cocoa powder or cacao in, and I'll top it off with some um, with some Himalaya, pink Himalayan salt. And then I'll put 
two scoops of protein powder in this vegan protein powder. This is really good stuff. I'll link to, I'll link to all the supplements that I use as well in the show notes. But I'll put some uh, vegan protein powder, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Um, and then I put whether it's a high calorie or low calorie day. If it's a low calorie day, I'll do vanilla almond milk. And if it's a high calorie day, I'll do chocolate almond milk. And that really makes it nice and sweet and really delicious. So uh, definitely uh, try that recipe if you'd like. So I'll link to that protein powder that I use, and then you can go ahead and and make your own morning shake. But I digress a lot. So uh, the last thing that you could look for that your body might be sending you a signal that something is wrong is chronic or constant fatigue. You're always tired. Just no matter what you do, you can't get the energy to go through your daily life. And this this could mean that you have some mitochondrial issues. Um, now, mito- the mitochondria is very, very important because if there's one thing you remember from, from middle school or high school science class, it's that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And it's true. The mitochondria is responsible for creating all of the energy that your body needs to function. And if the mitochondria have um, oxidative stress or, or they're just not functioning properly, you definitely need to revamp that. And there's ways you can do it, like intermittent fasting or um, eating whole natural and processed foods that, that can help to uh, improve the mitochondrial health. But um, if you're always tired, you might want to look into, um, you know, if you might have some mitochondrial issues. Now, the other thing that, that constant fatigue could mean is diabetes, and which really what that would mean is that you would just have low blood sugar. You can't you can't get your blood sugar up, maybe, or high blood sugar. I'm not sure if, if high blood sugar would lead to um would lead to chronic fatigue, but it could be a sign and you want to pay attention to it. So um enough enough about signs. Enough about enough about that. Let's Let's talk about cannabis. Let's talk about the fun stuff. Cannabis. Cannabis and pain. So I'll link to these two articles um, that talk about cannabis. One talks about how CBD um, can be used to prevent pain. And the other talks about what the endocannabinoid system is. So basically, CBD is called cannabidiol. And it is a cannabinoid that's in marijuana. Now there's hundreds of cannabinoids in marijuana, a lot of them which we don't even really know or understand, okay? But a lot of the research that's been done surprisingly, this is surprising to me. A lot of the research that has been done on cannabis has been sponsored by the United States government. Now I don't want to get all um what's the term? Um when you uh, anyway, whatever. I'm not going to get all suspicious here and start pointing fingers, but um, a lot of the research that has been done on cannabis has been done by the United States government. And what they found and what science itself has discovered is that CBD, cannabidiol, does not act on CB1 cannabinoid receptors in the brain like THC does. Now, THC is the cannabinoid that has a psychoactive effect. THC is what gets you high when you smoke weed, when you use uh, cannabis. So CBD cannabidiol is not like THC. It binds to a specific receptors that regulate anxiety, which is serotonin 5-HT1A, and pain, which is 
vanilloid TRPV1. Now, what does that mean? Those receptors are receptors that are in the brain that are in that that control anxiety and pain. So by dosing on CBD, CBD is going to attach and bind to specific receptors that prevent anxiety and alleviate pain. And research have all, has also found CBD to produce an anti-inflammatory and anti-anxiety effect. So uh, this that just reinforced what I what I just said. But that's the science behind it is the fact that CBD is binding to specific receptors in the brain. The other thing that's really cool about CBD is the fact that you can't, your body doesn't build a tolerance to it. When you smoke a lot of weed and you get high all the time, your body will build a tolerance to it, just like alcohol, just like any other drug. What's really interesting about CBD is the fact that your body cannot build a tolerance to it. So if you were to dose on 50 milligrams or 50 yeah, 50 milligrams of CBD a day in a month, that 50 milligrams is going to be just as effective as it was on day one, which is unlike THC. If you were to dose, take dose on C THC daily or multiple times a day, eventually you're going to see a tolerance to it and you'll need more to feel the same effect, but it's not the case with CBD. Now, what exactly is the endocannabinoid system. Now, I'm not an expert on the endocannabinoid system, and I'm going to work on getting an expert on the endocannabinoid system on the podcast. But basically, the endocannabinoid system is a biological system of endocannabinoids, which are lipid-based neurotransmitters that bind to cannabinoid receptors. The cannabinoids modulate physiological and... Well, they modulate physiological systems in the brain and in the body. And like I said before, there's more than 100 different cannabinoids in marijuana, THC and CBD being the ones that were studied the most. Um, Endogenous cannabinoids, which are cannabinoids that your body creates on its own, are also found in marijuana. And a couple of the endogenous cannabinoids that your body creates is anandamide and 2-AG. Now, um, these play an important role in regulating physiological processes in the body, and sometimes people with anxiety could have a disrupted um, modulation process from these cannabinoids, from these endogenous cannabinoids, um, cannabinoids that your body makes on its own, you may have a deficiency in that if, let's say, you have chronic anxiety. So it's definitely something to keep in mind uh, and know about that that CBD has been shown to be anti-tumoral, antioxidant, antispasmodic, antipsychotic, anti-convulsive, and neuroprotective, and it has neuroprotective properties. So um, this is huge. I've heard stories of people with CBD, people with cancer who start taking high dose CBD among other things, but they take high dose CBD and the CBD starts to kill the cancer cells. It's really really um, amazing that we have a plant that can do 
um, really, truly amazing stuff like that. So I'll link to this article as well. Like I said, the two articles on CBD, one that explains the endocannabinoid system and the other that explains um, a little bit more about CBD interacting with the body and how it uh, can cause anti-inflammatory, how it has anti-inflammatory properties and, and how it can benefit you. Um, I've also heard and am going to try of dosing with CBD in your coffee because CBD, um, interacts the way it does with the brain. You can take it with caffeine and get a nice smooth, clean, uh, energy from the caffeine, a relaxed, clean, smooth burst of energy instead of taking, um, just the caffeine and possibly getting the caffeine jitters. So, um, that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. Uh, I apologize to all of you listeners that today happened to be a solo session, but that is what it is. I want to get good content out every week, so thank you for listening. Uh, All of you listeners, you're the reason that we keep doing this. Well, I mean, I do this anyway because I like putting content out that's helpful, so that's going to be a wrap for this episode of Drive with Woody Fit. We're going to focus on putting out new content every week. You can head over to our Facebook page, Executive Fit, at executivefacebook.com slash executivefit. We post workout videos, tips, advice, nutrition, supplementation advice, all on the Facebook page. And if you are considering getting some online personal training, if you feel like you need somebody to hold your hand and guide you and teach you the way to do things so that you can eventually become self-sufficient with your own training and your own nutrition, reach out to me personally, Nate and Executive Fit. Wait, no, my email is admin at executivefitllc.com. Not Nate, admin at executivefitllc.com. Or you can message one of our social pages on Facebook or Instagram. You can reach out to me that way. And if you have questions that you'd like to hear answered on the podcast, head over to the website and send us an email. Or subscribe to the newsletter, reply to that newsletter, however you want to reach out. Send me your questions, and me and Megan and Michael will make sure we get them answered on the podcast.